Friends, I'm going to go ahead and invite the chime to sing. And what I'd like to encourage everybody to do today is to find a posture in the body that feels rested and receptive. Uh, Usually that means lying down. So if you'd like to lie down, please do and take a moment to gently get your body there. Welcome everyone. This is Recovery Dharma. My name is Julia and I'll be facilitating our beautiful practice today. For the month of June, we are exploring the archetypal father and the sacred masculine, the qualities and archetypal structures that are associated with men, males, masculine, We all know that gender is fluid. These qualities live in each of us. Um, We have certain qualities that are more predominant than other qualities. Yesterday in our practice, John brought forward this beautiful awareness of these semi-berating shadowed voices that are questioning him, questioning his motives and his actions, and also being rather accusatory. And one of the things that he said very specifically was that these voices, these sentences, these comments that he hears over and over and over have a male voice. So there's something about that maleness that lives in all of us. And understanding what those qualities are enables us to begin to question them and to get curious about them. And when we question and become curious, we slowly, like a balloon, deflate their power. Today, I want to share with you some anthropological uh, information about the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine as they have appeared in mythology throughout the many, many centuries. My motivation for bringing this forward is to illustrate that these qualities, these assigned constructs, have changed. Remember, friends, the nature of reality is impermanent. Everything is subject to change. And the reason why I emphasize this as a preface to this topic is because I don't want you to hear anything in a fixed way. Keep it open. Keep it flowing. Keep it in the realm of possibility and change. This is the way we find agency in ourselves. We recognize what resonates with us, what doesn't resonate with us. We own it. We identify that and we recognize that it's different 
for each individual. And isn't that a beautiful thing to celebrate? Take a moment to bring your gaze inward into the body. And as you're settling in and relaxing, notice by scanning the body, head to toe, toe to head, lingering in the middle or on your shoulders if you must, any places that are still carrying tension or the burden of the day. And see if you can invite some of that tension, some of that weariness and stress to ease up and release through the simple act and power of breathing. In ancient times, gods and goddesses and their stories ruled nations. They became religious practices, focuses of worship, prayer, wishing. The archetypal woman, the sacred feminine, was originally embodied in the stories and the mystery of the sun. The sun goddess of happiness in the Buddhist tradition was called Mari, and in the Hindu tradition, of which the Buddha certainly knew her name was Maitri Padma. She was like a triple goddess giving birth to the sun, and she was considered the mother lotus of all the cosmos. Within her were the four elements of life, earth as the mud from which the lotus grows, the water that supports the growing lotus stalk, the air element that carries the perfumed scent of the lotus flower, and then fire, which is the flower itself, fertile, and able to transform and reproduce. The sacred feminine was all about bringing forward light. And as this evolution changed over time, some of those mythologies, some of those stories were carried over changed, shifted based on the culture, based on the narrative 
designed for that time to govern the people. In the early Christian tradition, for example, the mother of Jesus, Mary, was always birthed, always backlit in light. She birthed light in Jesus. That aspect of her being haloed in light is from ancient stories of sun goddesses from other areas of the world. The sacred masculine was embodied in the moon. And the sacred masculine was often depicted as a bull with his horns in two crescent-shaped moons. People used horns of bulls in all kinds of ceremonies celebrating moon cycles. And many of them were to cast away evil spirits considered mysterious like the moon itself. Today, in the Jewish tradition of Shofar, the horn is blown to identify the end of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, arguably the holiest celebration in the Jewish tradition. Over time, horns as a a call to mindfulness, a call to celebration were replaced by bells. And then time, evolution, growth, development, people began to be less nomadic. People began to engage in commerce and trade. People built boats that could go on great voyages. Impermanence took shape of these mythologies. The sun now became the story of men, bright, strong, destructive. In ancient Egypt, where the sun goddesses ruled, her symbol was a very sleek feline. That cat was replaced with the lion and its glorious, radiant mane. And you see lion statues in places of commerce and governance as a way of keeping power and the stories and mythologies of power, fierceness, protection, territory, alive.
In contemporary society, we are still married to the archetypal nature of the masculine being associated with the sun and the moon governing the qualities of the sacred feminine. Now noted, the full moon symbolizing the pregnant belly of a woman. The sun as a symbol of the sacred masculine is a powerful symbol and tool to explore in your own life. To consider the shadow aspects of the sun, fire as a destructive source, but right beside destruction is the potentiality for new life. Remember, there are certain pine cones, particularly in the um, mountains in Wyoming, that need fire to open and release their seeds. Fire in forests burns away choking undergrowth. Fire in prairies and fields kills noxious weeds. So even though fire can be highly destructive, it is also life-giving and affirming. Where is there fire in you? A beautiful idea of the sun is its radiance and light. Light as wisdom, light as guiding principles, light as a source of confidence, and beauty. These are masculine qualities within each of us. Where is your light? The sun as a source of nuclear power. Power has qualities that are both positive and negative. In Buddhism, one of the aversions, one of the negative aspects of power that we are always invited to be vigilant is the corruption of greed.
in addition to greed, is its cousin, which is oppression. Where there is greed, there is often oppression. The light of the sun, its power in the masculine for good, for positive, is confidence. Self-awareness. Inner knowing and insight. I bring this last one forward because on the journey of recovery many people are knocked to the ground. Light is hard to find down there. It's hard to find the way. It's hard to stand on one's own two feet. It's hard to trust one's own knowing. But the sun is unwavering in its presence and it lives in you. That means the power you possess is unwavering too. The fact that you're here practicing, you've prioritized this time, ought to be a wonderful bit of evidence to show yourself your strength, your courage, your power to do something good for yourself. This is a beautiful aspect worth honoring in the sacred masculine. Remember, friends, we all possess the capacity for both the shadow and the light. The best any of us can do is learn from the shadow and lean toward the light. It is a practice. And may I say, this practice is so unique that it requires a degree of fearlessness that each of us here today has shown and possesses. So bravo, each of us. 
and a car outside just revved up its very masculine sounding engine to prove my point. Vroom, vroom out there. That was perfectly timed. Celebrate your power. Celebrate your light and your insight. Celebrate your strength. When you feel the warmth of the sun, smile for a moment. Smile in your connection to it. Feel its power. And come home to yourself. As you're ready, take a couple of deep breaths, but bring your attention to the belly, the solar plexus of the body. Just take some deep breaths, filling the body and the belly with air. And then on the exhale, activate those core muscles, squeeze out every bit of air you can. Relax again, inhale and exhale. And then slowly open your eyes and return to this space and the brightness of this time as we make our way toward the summer solstice and we'll share. We have a lot of work to do to change the narrative around recovery to heal the social stigmas. And that healing will will come from you and the way you've internalized your own stories. Find the beauty of the masculine within you, its strength, its power, its roar to acknowledge that you have engaged in habit energy that has not served you and you are working to understand your relationship to bring more healing and less harm to the world. This is a radical act of loving kindness and compassion, joy and equanimity. May you bring this out into the world and wrap it around the two men that I met today, Kyle and Jay. May the little sustenance they receive today feed their bodies. May the compassion they receive today from me 
and from the Sangha, heal their minds and open their hearts and maybe guide them back home to themselves. Your stories matter. Make sure they reflect the whole of you, which is magnificent, miraculous, and worthy of every breath you have. Thank you for your practice, friends. We'll see you tomorrow. Namaste.